What's up with what it do, man? It's your boy, Daddy Gamer, aka Player One, and welcome to another episode of The Gamers Den. This is the show where I go over video game news, tech news, and a little bit of everything else. And we start this thing off with a thing called Quick Hits. So today in Quick Hits, we really only got one topic to go over one article to go through and today's show is going to be techie and video games mixed and maybe a little bit of politics so just be prepared for a wild ride maybe some hot takes or whatever the case and you know we're gonna get through and we're gonna get to it so headline reads joe biden invokes defensive defense production act for ev batteries and clean energy now the previous episode i believe I talked about the electric revolution where we are transitioning or there's a possibility somewhere in politics to put everything in motion, to put everything or transition everything to a different energy source with this being electricity. So am I opposed to it? Not necessarily. I don't want everything to be full electric, but I'm all for us having new energy source and a new way of doing things just as a as a human as a human space species whatever but um we're gonna get into this and tap into this real quick and see what's going on because now we we might be able to formulate and speculate and theory craft and some things and figure out what's gonna happen the biden administration plans to use the defense production act dpa to ramp up the mining and processing of key minerals used in batteries for renewable energy and electric vehicles that could include nickel, lithium, cobalt, graphite, and manganese, according to the White House fact sheet. Now, I did check the White House fact sheet. It was more detailed, and I was like, I'm not reading that. <laughs> I'm not reading that. That's doing too much. So I'll take the cliff notes through and from the article. And pretty much um, the whole article, I did skim through it and read it. You know, they pretty much were just saying, you know, he's trying to counterbalance what's going on because of the Russian-Ukraine stuff and the gas and all of that. But let's go ahead and get into it, right? Biden made the announcement as part of a broader set of actions aimed at addressing soaring energy prices. The move is also part of an immediate pivot away from Russian imports since Putin's invasion of Ukraine. And it serves the Biden administration's long-term climate goals of slashing greenhouse gas emissions this decade and achieving a clean power grid by 2035. So this is in in line and aligns with what I've been saying, right? Because you can go on these .gov websites and you can go on the official websites and read these politicians' plans. You can read up on the things they want to do or the things that they're going to do, you know, as far as on a surface level, whatever the case. During their tenure or their run, they may or may not pivot and do something else or just drop it completely and move on. So... With uh, you know, so this falls in definite line of what I've been saying by 2030, you know, cars are going to be or the traffic of the United States is going to be half cars, half, half combustible, meaning half gas, half electric, you know, apparently uh, in quote of slashing greenhouse gas emissions, which I'm all for not jacking up the earth. But at the same time, it's, um, you know, just try, I'm trying to stay ahead of this and I'm and letting y'all know this too, man. I'm letting y'all know this too, because. 
This is going to affect all of us. This is going to affect everybody. Let's say this does happen. Let's say this is a guaranteed thing to happen. What's going to happen now is we're going, everybody's going to be trading in their cars. People who are ahead of this are going to trade in their cars. They're going to exchange their cars, sell their cars, pick up Teslas, pick up electric cars, no matter what the brand, they're going to pick it up. They're going to pick up more e-bikes and we're already seeing that now. So, so I don't want to put it out there and I'm going to keep saying this every time I talk about this because this is a, a political matter and people do and people don't use common sense or don't have common sense anymore. I'm just reporting and giving my two cents on reports and articles and I'm putting two and two together. So don't sit here and go out and be like, so-and-so said this and this is going to happen. No, 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 no. I am theory crafting. This is a theory craft. Now, if I'm making this assumption and it turns out to be right, well, hey, you can you can be that, or you can at least put the people on to what I'm what I'm doing and what I'm giving up and be like, oh, okay, this the type of time he on, this is the put this is the way he put together, this is the equation he came up with. It seemed like it got a pretty good shot at landing. I may or may not listen to the guy. I'm just letting you know, you know, this energy thing is a real thing to keep your eyes on and keep tapped in on and. If you do that through me, cool, you know, I appreciate you. But, you know, I, like I said, I'm all for keep, keeping uh, the earth healthy and clean energy and stuff like that. But at the same time, this transition is going to be one hell of a transition because of the state of the economy that we are currently in and whatever is going to be in the next 10 years. Because there's no telling the state and the condition that the American economy is going to be in. And then we gonna have to just either at the drop of a dime or some of us might at the drop of a dime switch from electric to gas. And then some of us is gonna be over time where we already bought this e-bike, we already bought the e-car, we already bought this, you know. But uh, that's gonna do it for quick hits. Like I said, we only had one article today. And you know, so this show might be short. This show might be short. This show, it might be long because I'm gonna pick back up where I left off with the main topic of the last previous episode in a sense, because we, cause like I said, right? With the Rockstar GTA thing. Well, you know, we gonna hop right into it. So before I do that, we talking more about subscriptions and I found more articles and I'm reading the article. Cause if you live under a rock in the gaming space, you know that Sony just had the whole announcement of their subscription service, they cloud stuff, all that stuff came out, right? So I'm looking, I'm doing, I'm digging, doing my journalism as I am doing. And I come across a few articles that has to do with PlayStation, people who represent PlayStation, work at PlayStation, and just the subscription models and subscription services as a whole in the gaming industry. So that's what we're gonna go over today. So if you've seen the last episode and or the clip that's on the YouTube page, you see that I was asking Rockstar, why would you make a in-game subscription? And we may or may not be able to find an answer within today's topic in the continued conversation of subscriptions because I because I really do believe and think we might be able to be able to formulate and figure out what direction the gaming industry might be going, or at least Sony in a sense, where they might be going in theory. And in fact, if later down the line, this turns out to be the actuality, the actual factual and the reality of whatever I'm saying, right? So let's get into it. And we are gonna start with the main one, right? Let's start with this one. Headline reads, 
Subscription services reportedly account for 4% of North American and European game markets. Now, we all know what subscription services are. Some of us have Hulu, some of us have Netflix, some of us have Disney Plus, some of us have HBO Max, some of us have whatever, I don't know all of them, but those is an example. And we all know what those services give us access to, movies and TV shows. So now that we get this access to movie and TV shows, we pay a price every month. And we sometimes some of us have it on auto pay because some of y'all rich, some of y'all got bread, some of y'all got money, and y'all be on auto pay. I'm not jealous, I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? I'm not there yet. So I don't want y'all thinking, oh, I'm just, no, 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 I'm not on auto pay yet. At least not on everything. And I, I ain't on auto pay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, and we pay for these things to get access to watch our favorite shows and stuff like that no more. We went from cable to subscriptions now. Cable is pretty much dead. If you watch cable, you have to be an old boomer. There's no other way in my mind. You have to be a boomer. So now we that same model is leaking over into the gaming space, into the gaming industry. Google has came up with uh, Stadia, and now you have the Google Stadia business model. You now have Xbox Game Pass, Microsoft has Xbox Game Pass, Sony just dropped theirs. So now this model is here. Now, is it here to stay or is it just something that they're trying? But so this is some of the conversation and some of the questions we're going to be asking and thinking and having this dialogue through as for the rest of this episode. So let's get into the article. Ampere Analysis Research Director Piers Harding Rose believes subscription services like Xbox Game Pass, Game Pass, PlayStation Plus, and Nintendo Switch Online generate $3.7 annually. Yeah, so that's crazy in itself right there. For a 4% total of gaming reven of revenue in the game market, that's a lot of money. And, you know, I think that number is probably going to grow even more. But let's go ahead and continue going. That compares to almost 81 billion generated from other spending on games. Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass service, which charges up to $15 a month, has attracted 25 million members since launching in 2017. Commands about a 60% share of the subscription market, according to Harding Rose. So I'll have to do some digging on them numbers personally. I did double check and fact check this 25 million number. Apparently it's seeming to check out as far as the Xbox thing goes. But um, for sure, I will definitely check into that 60% share of the, of the market number. I'm not too sure on that. Maybe, and that might be true. Now, I will say this. If it is true, it, that's probably due to the popularity of Microsoft and the Xbox brand and stuff like that. I personally don't play with Xbox, but, you know, I'm going to call it what it is. You know, the truth is the truth. A fact is a fact. Feel how you want to all day. If this is the facts and this is the real, then it's the real. I will do my due diligence and double check though. But let's go ahead and continue on in this article, uh, especially if my thing will let me scroll down. Okay. While the subscription market is clearly not insignificant and is growing, it appears there may be a misconception among some people about the current scale of it. Phil Spencer said this month that he's frequently asked by developers whether their titles have to be on Game Pass to stand a chance of being successful on the company's consoles. Okay, so before I read into these quotes, this is 
pro this is posing a very important question because Google just had their Google for Game Summit and I think it's a developer wonderland with everything they were saying because they were appealing to developers. They were letting developer know, hey, you could come here. We have low port changing, whatever they called it. And, they, and they're making it easier to put their stuff on the Google Play Store. Put your stuff on the Stadia Store. And it can be found like this. We're upping your revenue share. We're doing this. So you can come rock with us and try our tech out here. Do this here. And they put it all on Front Street. I'm not too sure on Xbox. They may be due to my bias or may, do, may be due to my lack of journalism as I am new to this and really finding the information and really digging, digging, digging and digging deep. Cause I'll take days on this and weeks just to get on, just to get behind the microphone and be like, okay, I'm going to present to you all the factual stuff as accurately as I possibly can. So we about to get into these quotes from Phil Spencer. I also want to make clear to people that are out there that yeah, that are out there for us at Xbox, there's not one business model that we think is going to win. I often get asked by developers, if I'm not in the subscription, am I just not viable on Xbox anymore? And it's absolutely not true. Like we look at retail of people selling games, buying games, it's an important part of our P&L, profit and loss statement. You know that. And it's something that we invest resources in to enable our developers to do great work there. So that last little bit, I mean, I, I get it, but this is a new market. This streaming subscription service, as far as the video game space is concerned, right? It's a new market. Like cloud gaming is still new to the video game space to gamers worldwide. You a gamer listening to this and you still on the fence of cloud gaming no matter the platform because you don't fully grasp it. But I'ma sit here and say you fully grasp the fact that you don't download these movies, you don't download these TV shows and you pay Netflix and Hulu every month. If you wasn't to pay for it, you can't watch it no more. Unless you find a plug website, unless you got somebody who who will let you get on their Netflix and stuff because they going to pay for it because they want to watch How I Met Your Mother. They want to watch the new Game of Thrones. They want to watch that stuff and they rock with you. So they don't mind, you know, so the last little bit of part as far as like the research, I mean, doing research and providing resources and investing is all good. And you have to invest in your developers. But, you know, it's good. It's looking like the model is the way and how developers are going to receive funds or be compensated for their work so let's you know and it's and that's just how it is right so there's more to this article and we're gonna get to it and we have more quotes i believe this is from who Oh, okay, so okay, so this article is actually getting into this other article I have pulled up, right? Okay, so that's all from there. So yeah, Phil Spencer, um, developers, you know the thing now, if developers, right? Because I'm sitting here fishing, trying to understand the article, right? No more fishing. Developers, I don't think you need the subscription. You can still work with Xbox, still work with them people. It's just be aware of the landscape that is the gaming industry now everything is changing and it's one step at a time 
try and, and put everything in the frame of chestnut checkers because what I'm about to get into next and what we about to get into next for the second half of this conversation is going to kind of put things in place to where, okay, so what is it about to be? Is we going here? Is we going here? Or is it going to be both at the same time? And how do we make this work in sync and in tandem with each other? That way one doesn't overshadow the other or we don't make the wrong choice in putting our work and working on this platform or working for this or working or doing for that. So headline reads for the second article. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan has said he doesn't believe video game subscription models will ever dominate like Spotify and Netflix do in music and film. So this piggybacks on what I was saying. Netflix, Hulu, all this stuff. Spotify, same thing. Spotify title, Apple Music. You can pay for a subscription and you get access to music. You can stream the music. This, that, and the third. SoundCloud has a model. You could play, you could pay uh, for SoundCloud Pro to get no ads. I, I really wish I would, but I'm not, bro. I'm not doing that, bro. Sorry. I just sit through the ads, bro. I kill my ears. So don't do what I do, y'all. If y'all don't want to hear the ads, whatever the case. Oh, my Lord. So, um, yeah, too much sounds going on. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into the article. Sony Interactive announced its expanded PlayStation Plus service, which includes a library of legacy and classic games, among other features. One thing missing from the new PlayStation Plus is day one first party game releases like those offered by Xbox Game Pass. Ryan has claimed adopting a similar policy wouldn't result in lower quality games. Now I want y'all to stop right here. This is a conversation that a lot of people have, but not from the perspective I have, right? So Xbox from day one, you can't access multiplayer and you can't play online without having Xbox Gold. You have to have Xbox Gold, Platinum, however they tiers work. You have to have it since the Xbox came out. So from my point of view, I, and at the time, I, I had PlayStation, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. I seen the Xbox. I was like, bro, the box ain't even, it's not even an X. It's literally a box with an X on it. That's trash. It'd be harder if it was an actual console in the shape of an X. And you pull that off. That'd be hard. So I was like, you missed me there. Then on top of that, the, the controller take batteries. It didn't come with like like it's it, it's no fan in it. It's all kinds of stuff in it, and I'm talking about like the early Xbox days, the early early Xboxes. And then on top of that, when it comes to the Xbox 360 and stuff like that, some of the consoles didn't have hard drives. You had to buy a Wi-Fi adapter. You still so mind you, if you was an adult at the time, you paying your bills and you pay your internet, then you basically add more money to the internet because you got to pay for Xbox Gold to pay online. Then you got to buy like. It, the, the whole the, the whole Xbox experience cost it more by product and via by proxy of accessories. You had to buy so many more accessories and trinkets to dress it up versus and in comparison to a PlayStation console. So when I said 360, this would be the PS3. There's even an IGN article that is still up to this day, if I'm not mistaken, that, that compares the inside to outside of an Xbox 360 and a PlayStation 3, and the PlayStation 3 came out on top. So I'm not, so don't sit here and think I'm just, oh, being biased and I'm riding dick. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears. But no, I'm not. I'm just being 100% factual, thorough, and clear, and, and I'm trying to make sure you understand where I'm coming from. 
he said not adopting that similar policy well guess what ryan sony has already adopted the xbox model with making people pay for uh somewhere in the life cycle of playstation 4 having to pay to get online when y'all never did that from day one playstation 1 you could play whatever playstation 2 you could play online playstation 3 you could play online for free all of a sudden somewhere in the life cycle of playstation 4 you y'all charging people now you just like xbox so now there's literally no difference between an xbox and a playstation no more so now console wars is pretty much nothing but ego wars and who can ride dick better that's all it is like that's all it is at this point so now here we is we had another impasse you got cloud gaming coming up with subscription models coming up you got all these things coming up in the gaming industry and now we are at another impasse and it's about to be another pivotal step taken and i just want to make sure everybody is aware of what's going on and try and prep everybody and i'm just gonna put this out there just for myself because this is what i'm into this is what i do and this is what i do so let's go ahead and get into his quotes right so his quotes go like this subscription has certainly grown in importance over the course of the last few years our playstation plus subscriber number has grown from zero in 2010 to 48 million now and we anticipate for our services that we will see further growth for the subscriber number but the medium of gaming is so very different to music and to linear entertainment that i don't think we'll see it go to the levels that we see with spotify and netflix so y'all remember and y'all know how sony acquired bungie right though the creators of destiny and i think halo if i'm wrong somebody correct me get at me and correct me or leave a comment and say hey no it's this game and that game i'm open to criticism and all of that but um y'all know how that right so and y'all know how destiny is a live service fortnite is a live service or whatever right well ryan he he taps in on that he touches on that and he believes that live service games will be the future versus a subscription model so this is where i said we are now at an impasse we are now at an impasse is it going to be live service games are the future or cloud-based subscription model games whatever are the future which one is it going to be or are both going to coexist at the same time on a big grand stage that's where i'm thinking about and that's where i'm at right now so let's go ahead and get into it right more from the article ryan said he believed that players would continue to flock toward live service games similar to fortnite and call of duty warzone under his leadership sie has started investigating more in online games via deals such as its bungie destiny purchase uh, acquisition we have quotes quotes read some of the live service games that are proving very successful these days and i'm not restricting this comment to console they're effectively subscription services in themselves and they're very much tailored to the needs of the gamer who loves whatever game that they spend hours and hours with month after month that phenomenon of the live service game live service game that has in very large part fueled the enormous growth in the gaming industry that we've seen over the last 10 years so it's a he has more quotes and things like that and i'll read one more i think that trend towards live services will continue 
And if you look for a model in our category of entertainment, which supports sustained engagement over a long period of time, live service games arguably fit that bill better than a subscription service. But it's all about choice. There are obviously many millions of people who are happy to subscribe to PlayStation Plus. We offer them that option on the platform and we think that we are offering a significantly improved option with the changes we have made. So he goes on to say, like he pretty much already stated, nobody is obligated and it all comes down to choice. You can choose to do whatever you want. I can choose to do whatever I want. Hell, we gamers, we people, we grown as hell. I can do whatever the fuck I want, excuse my language. I can do whatever the hell I want. I can play whatever I want, when I want, how I want. I can play how I want, when I want, with what I want. Prime example, right? I just started playing Destiny. Destiny 2 to be exact. I just started playing Destiny 2 this year. I'm I'm, I'm a whole new booty, bruh. I'm a whole new booty. I don't know nothing about nothing. Y'all can go on my YouTube channel right now and look at my Destiny 2 shorts. It's the, the, the whole Destiny 2 community is on my ass claiming I cheat and they can't prove it. I don't even cheat in no type of video games, first and foremost. I don't respect anybody who cheat. If that's your way of having fun, cool, I'm not gonna knock you, but just don't think you ever gonna have my respect when it comes to the sticks. Cause you gotta cheat to actually put numbers up on the board. I don't. So yeah, everybody sitting here claiming I cheat oh, I'm trash, whatever the case. And then I had a conversation with Buddy and dude gonna say, the, I told him, if you a hater, just say that, bruh. At least I can respect it because you hate the content I'm putting up. You don't like the clip. He said, no, 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 no. The community hates Gambit. So once again, if you're a hater, bruh, just say that. Just say you a hating ass motherfucker, bruh. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears. But I'm just saying, you can't be sitting here trying to say you giving constructive criticism and you saying everybody hates something. If you hate it, you hate it, bruh. Like, like quit being a bitch. Like, I'm just like, you gotta quit being a bitch. But I say all that to say this, right? That's an anecdotal thing that's gonna be very minute in the convert in this big grand conversation. Because the real conversation is okay is a live subscription service game gonna be better and this is gonna be the new trends of games we get or is it gonna be service uh you know netflixy type subscription services and then that's how we play our games and even some of the same live service games so stadia for example you can you pay you don't even have to pay and stadia is the only true cloud gaming platform so now you can pay whatever and get the perks of the pro platform and the pro and the pro tier and same thing with xbox uh game pass you could pay for game pass you could pay 15 for ultimate and get access to all this stuff and you pay 15 dollars a month but then you got the live service where you can just buy the game and then the game is going to be out for almost 10 years like destiny has been it's going to be and we'll just keep making more and more and more so now that's what Sony's focus on. So now we know that Sony is all in on these live service games, right? And why do I say Sony is in is is in full they all in with this live service stuff? Cuz remember, Jay Raymond, Haven Studios just got bought by Sony. They're working on a live service game for the fans. This is in articles, this is in reports, this is in her interview. This is in like the, the it's all there and I'm covering it. So now, 
it's 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 uh, you know this is where we at like i said we're at an impasse this is why i said sony making big moves and i think these articles and, the, and all this information is is starting to show their hand a little bit like hey we about to build on live service games we not really gonna go too hard body with the subscriptions if you want to we'll have that as an option but we believe in the live service game so we'll keep feeding you the same bullshit and excuse the ladies for the sensitive ears but we'll keep feeding you and feeding you and feeding you like a method man skit and i keep feeding you and feeding you and feeding you so your asshole shut and keep feeding you and feeding you you know what I'm saying? Sony on that type of time. They're going to keep feeding you, keep feeding you, keep feeding you. But mind you, here's the other here's the other conversation that we have to have. The type of games in the popular games right now that are in, are they still going to be popular in the next 10 years? Are we still going to be playing Destiny, Looter Shooters, Fortnite, PUBG, all this stuff? Or is there going to be new ones? Or, or are there going to be new ones like what it is are single player adventure games going to take back the reins or like what it is because right now multiplayer games are the most popular games right now we all play multiplayer games single player games ain't really catching a lot of ain't ain't really up to par right now okay we might have had Sekiro we might have had Ghost of Tsushima I know it's Tsushima I like to say Tsushima Ghost of Tsushima you know we had um well, we got Horizon, Verizon. We got Horizon, Verizon, Zero Dawn. I know the name. I'm just, just come on now. You got to have a sense of humor. Horizon, Verizon, Zero Dawn. And, you know, just more games and more games and more games. Now, these might be critically acclaimed games. Hell, we got Elden Ring. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't know what the climate is like right now in totality. Like, Unless I'm in a room on a panel talking to a other couple people to really see what the water is like. Okay, is we really as gamers playing multiplayer games more or are we playing single player games more and are and we're enjoying stories? Because the one thing that could come with this live service with this live service stuff is stuff that's already here. Microtransactions. We get to the microtransactions, they might microtransaction us to death. If Sony microtransaction us to death, ain't nobody gonna be wanting to play that shit. And then, what about your expansion packs? Is your expansion packs gonna be fire? Cause now, you letting us know that you all in on these live services. So whatever is being made, it better be up to par. That way it can last as long because Destiny 2 is gonna set the bar. Destiny 2, Fortnite, and PUBG set the bar when it comes to longevity of a live service game. Now, if I'm wrong about live service and what a live service game is, matter of fact, matter of fact, let me, let me, let me, what is, what is a lie? Just so I'm not talking crazy and sounding like a fucking buffoon, excuse my language. Uh, okay, so let me click this. Okay, so what is a live service game? Blah, 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 blah. A live service game is a game that sees a constant stream of new content added post-launch and is purposely and purposefully designed to keep you playing years after launch. This is unlike traditional single-player games, which can be completed in the set number of hours. Okay, yeah, so I'm not talking out my ass. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. So, Sony, this is what you're doing, right? You, you, let, you showing your hand a little bit. So, y'all all in on these live service games. 
okay, whatever you doing, it better be fire. Jade Raymond, I, like I, 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 I know it. Now let me say this: I know it sounds like I'm just whole firing off on him and whatever the case. No, I just talk aggressive. That's just how it is. It's no intention behind it. I didn't get on the mic and want to just intend to just rah, 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 these people in this company and this brand. No, 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 no. It's just how I talk. If you don't like how I talk, I don't know what to tell you. Fuck you. But at the end of the day, um, like I said, Jay Raymond, Sony, everybody, y'all doing this stuff. I have high expectations of this. My expectations is really, really high. With the colorful and the wide range of experience over there at Haven Studios, Sony being a big backing and being a big house to house this and help creating this and acquiring Bungie, it's a lot of talent over there. It's a lot of talent over there. It's a lot of experience and skill over there right now with these new acquisitions. So I'm expecting whatever is coming of the new live service game that y'all pushing and that y'all y'all in bed with and creating and making right now when this happens i want my i, I need y'all to blow my socks off i need y'all to blow my mind hands down because in my opinion i think the subscription model might be where we go and that might be the stronger thing because the Google Stadia model is godly in comparison to all gaming subscription models as of right now. All the main publications, all these main uh, website article publications and, and journalisms and uh, blogs and whatever, they don't like to talk about Google Stadia in a positive light. They don't like to shine the light on Google Stadia. They don't like to acknowledge how Stadia is also the only true cloud gaming platform. They don't like to acknowledge how Google Stadia, you can pay for Stadia Pro and claim games for free. I saw a video the other day and the man in the video was like, Stadia need to make a move. They need to do something. Y'all need to get a poppin' sports game. And I was just sitting there like, excuse me, I'm sorry. What's bigger than FIFA, Madden, and 2K? In the world of sports gaming, what is, what is bigger than FIFA, Madden, and 2K? In NBA 2K? Like, what are you talking about? Like, like, bro, the hate for Stadia is so fucking apparent. It's fucking ridiculous, bro. Excuse the language. I'm starting to get heated right now. I'm starting to get I'm starting to get hot a little bit. Excuse my language. Let me let me drink my water real quick, man. Hold up. Yeah, man. Uh yeah, man. Nah, bro. They don't like to talk about Stadia in the positive light. For whatever reason, I don't know. But the truth of the matter is, Stadia subscription, Google Stadia subscription service, the, the platform is free. Stadia Pro is $9.99, $10 a month. Xbox Game Pass isn't free. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate costs $15. Nintendo got a subscription service, costs money. Everybody's stuff costs money. But then what? It's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. It's all kinds of stuff. Everybody hate on Stadia, but then what? Your company, your brand, your console that you dick riding, sitting here is following suit. They don't even have the tech. And if you think they catching up the Stadia, well, huh, good luck, bruh. And even if they do catch up the Stadia, it's already been stamped and solidified by one said Jay Raymond as what as that tech is top tier. Not word for word, bar for bar what she said, but I'm paraphrasing. She are, but nonetheless, she stamped it. She even said they work in the cloud and stuff like that after learning and working over there. Like, bruh, y'all can go. Game.biz, whatever the other thing was. I, like, bruh, go look it up. She says this.
It's in the article. I read it. I went over it the last episode. So now here I am doubling down and we going forward and, and here I am moving the conversation forward and doubling down on my stances, doubling down on my takes and providing this information and the theory craft that I like to do. Here we are. So the question, the, the thing is we are at a impasse as gamers. As a gamer, what would you rather do and or have? Would you rather pay a, a monthly, would you rather pay a subscription every month and have access to your games? Or would you rather buy a game and play that one game or just have and buy that game and play that game for a multitude of years on end, followed by expansion packs, microtransactions, DLC, events, possibly esports if your game or if the game is popping like that and people like it. Because I will say this about the Destiny rant and the Destiny 2 hate that I'm getting in my shorts comments. Cause I said this on Twitter as well. Y'all on my ass and y'all on my dick hating on me because I like to play Gambit. First and foremost, I don't play, I enjoy video games when I play them and I like Gambit and I'm new to this shit. So if everybody hate that game mode, hey, you can hate that motherfucker. What the hell you hating that shit got to do with me? I fuck with Gambit. Y'all just suck. I fuck with Gambit, bitch. But nonetheless, your team, your game don't even got an esports. So to sit here and be trying to tell me I'm trash, I need to get better. I don't see why it's not that serious, bro. It's not that serious, bro. It's not that serious, bro. Like you need to like just say that, bro. Like I said, just say that. If you a hater, just say that, bro. At least I can respect it because you kept it straightforward and you shot it straight out the gate. Straight up, bro. Prime example. I was playing PUBG the other day and somebody was like, oh, what you do? I was like, yeah, I be streaming. I make content and shit. He searched me up and he was like, uh, not a fan. I was like, cool. I ain't ask you. We ain't getting to no whole full blown argument, nothing. He searched me up. He said he ain't like the content. He ain't fuck with it. Okay, cool. I understand everybody ain't gonna fuck with it, but guess what? I ain't ask you either. You asked me what I do. I told you what I do. I ain't tell you to subscribe, bitch. I ain't tell you to hit the like button, motherfucker. I told you what the fuck I do. Now, I don't give a fuck what the hell if you like what I do or not. I'm a grown ass man, nigga. Real shit. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears, too. I just had to get that out the way. Matter of fact, let me take another sip of this water, man. Yeah, man. Let me, I had to take another sip of that water, man. Good old water, man. H2O, bro. Going Bobby Boucher over here. And I, you know what I'm talking about? Going Bobby Boucher and shit. Going crazy, man. But, uh, yeah, man. That's, that's all it's going to be for this episode of the Gamers Den. If you like this episode, make sure you hit the like button and subscribe. I did not think we was going to go this long. So, damn, I might just upload this whole episode on Rumble and YouTube because, you know, cutting this up is going to be a lot. So, yeah, expect this episode to be on Rumble and YouTube in full. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm going to catch y'all next time, man. Make sure I hit the links in the description. Gone.